Shannon Kaysen's Homemade Stories is proud to be supported by the Friends of Homemade Stories. Thanks to everyone who listens, enjoys, and supports the stories. I'm going to call you out if you supported me since the previous episode. My friends, Rebecca P. with one C, Joe S., Thanks for always listening and supporting. Satch of Satchel's Pizza in Gainesville. Go to Satchel's Pizza if you're in Gainesville. Uh, I've been in a man's home. He's a great friend of mine. Ember B., my friend in Hawaii. I'm bringing my mom out there next year. We we should meet when I come. Um, My best friends, Sabrina R.A., always listening, always supporting. Thank you. Esther B., She's the mom of a great friend of mine. Rest in peace to Kim B. Um, I did a whole episode about Kim called Portland. She's special. See, the friends of homemade stories become family. Uh, Rajesh, thank you. I appreciate you. My play cousins, Robin N. Wow. You came through in a moment that I needed you. I think you you single-handedly made me say, yeah, I need to put out more episodes immediately. <laughs> Thank you to Robin. Um, and, and to everyone who sent a note, message, or whatever. Lawrence J., get well soon if you're not better already. Uh, Larissa B., thank you for the invite to vacation with you. Uh, <laughs> and everyone else, you know, this is a friend funded podcast visit patreon.com backslash shannon Kaysen. you'll get weekly stories episode recaps like this episode right here storytelling advice book clubs i'm gonna start a book club soon it's patreon.com backslash shannon Kaysen or dollar sign shannon Kaysen on cash app if you'd like to get straight to the point uh appreciate that too okay enjoy the show All right, so this space is for a sponsor. And currently, there's no sponsor. Um, If I get more consistent, I'm sure someone will step up as a sponsor. Hint, hint. So, I'll say this. um, There's more and more stories on YouTube and social media. Find Shannon Kaysen on YouTube. I'm doing a lot more there. And I'm at Shannon Kaysen on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. Um, This space is for sponsor though so for sometime in the future when i get more consistent sponsor all right (laughs) enjoy the show welcome to homemade stories number 122 i'm shannon casen i'm a finisher i know that much about myself maybe you can relate or maybe you can't but but i'm a finisher if i started you could pretty much be certain that I'll follow through and I'll finish it. It might not be right away or anytime soon because I'm slow. I know that about myself too. Or <laughs> I'm slow, but I will finish, guaranteed. Sometimes to the point of ridiculousness. I, I remember I told a lady that I was seeing that uh, I put together an Ikea bookshelf for. I was over there. You know, you just say anything sometimes. And and, and she broke bad after a while, said something rude, didn't show gratitude. I, I lose interest if I don't hear a thank you sometimes. Uh, but things just, just fell apart. Maybe I did something. Whatever it was, I didn't finish putting together the Ikea bookshelf, and I said I would. So... I made good with her to come back over one day to finish the bookshelf. 
because it was just like bothersome to me. It was just grating on the back of my neck. Hey, can I, can I come over? Can we talk for a bit? And here I come back over the place with a drill and screws. <laughs> was Ikea, so it's Allen wrenches. You know, I'm coming back over with Allen wrench to finish this unfinished bookshelf. Cause it just feels, it just throws me off. Just, I'm fake being nice. I'm putting together the bookshelf to keep my word. And we dated for four extra months because the bookshelf, I needed extra shelf pins from Ikea. So I had to eventually go to Ikea, get the extra shelf pins, finish the bookshelf. And then, <laughs> then we could go our separate ways. But this all stems from this story. And I'm a Leo. I think Leos have a certain type of loyalty and honor, but that's what this story is about. It's about keeping your promises, especially to yourself. And I hope you enjoy. I ran a marathon once. I'm not a runner. I never liked it much. Never cared who could run the fastest as a kid. So what? You can run fast. You scrawny though. Or the furthest, why would I want to run that far? I got a bike. <laughs> you ever really look at runners? I'm talking about long distance runners, not the chiseled sprinters like Usain Bolt. I never looked at a long distance runner and thought, damn, I wish I could look like that. People who run long distances have this weird alien-like body and their shorts are too short. I could see if it was that short to show off quad definition like the sprinters, but there's no quad definition. It's just long alien-like thighs and their faces age at one and a half speed. I'm sorry if you're a runner, but this is true. The way you listen to podcast is the way their faces age. They have old faces. Why would I ever want to, <laughs> why would I ever want to run a marathon? I don't want an old face. I'm not a long distance runner, but I did it. I ran a marathon on a whim. I wanted to lose some weight. I never saw many fat runners. So my logic was if I run just enough, I'd never be fat. I used the same philosophy with Asian cuisine. I love Thai food and I never saw many fat. I won't say it. It might not even be the right thing to think these days and times, but <laughs> I do love Thai food. Um, I told myself if I run three miles every day, that should do it. Maybe work up to five miles, but no more than five miles. I don't want my face to start aging too fast. So I'll stick to three to five miles. I started on a Tuesday. My weeks start on Tuesdays. Mondays don't exist in my universe. Tuesday, three miles. Wednesday, three miles. Thursday, three miles. Friday, three miles. Saturday, three miles. Sunday. I ushered at church on Sundays. The usher team at some churches is basically a de facto military unit. Our job 
is to make sure that we make you aware as the church goer that we are in complete control at all times. Where you sit, uh, can you move over one more seat, please? Now we need you to move back over. Thank you. Where you walk, don't walk that way. Come around this way, please. When you can enter or exit the church, pastor's praying right now, I need you to stand completely still, please. We represent holy control, but that's a side note. I was ushering at church on Sunday and we had a guest minister who would be delivering the message for both the 9 and 11 morning services and the 7 p.m. evening service. Since it was a special event Sunday, all the ushers were on duty for all services to execute divine dominance over all movement and seating arrangements in the church. The minister was a successful Christian entrepreneur businessman named Peter J. Daniels. You may have heard of him. I heard a Christian say the other day with shock. Yes, I told him I would do it, but I haven't signed anything. Your word should be your bond, even if it hurts, especially when it hurts. Who are you fooling when you say you will do something and you don't do it? Have a deep personal integrity to yourself. You may not lie directly to me, or to your spouse or to your pastor but how often do you lie to yourself when you say you're going to do something and you don't follow through with it develop a deep personal integrity he wrote a bunch of books in the vein of napoleon hill and norman vincent peel how to be happy though rich how to reach your life goals how to be motivated all the time at the night service, he told a story about honoring a promise he made to himself to always make his bed. One day, in a hurry to get to work for a business emergency, he didn't make his bed. He left the house, and he remembered when he got to the office. And even though it was a firestorm at work, he left, went home, and made his bed. Then he returned to the office. His reasoning being, if he couldn't keep his promise to himself, he definitely wouldn't be able to keep his promise to his business, his employers, his clients. He had to master himself first. He stood at the podium, distinguished, with an accent, blue pinstripe suit, the look of success in the 90s. I remember he had a diamond tie pin. It sparkled everywhere he moved. I sat in the usher chair at the front of the church and I wondered how much it must have cost. Maybe 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 for a diamond tie pin. Wow. All I have to do is keep my promises to God and myself. After evening service, which in some churches is basically a sleepover, we didn't get out of church until after 10 p.m. I was exhausted. I went home, showered, 
got under the covers. Then I heard Peter J. Daniels in my bed. Your word should be your bond, even if it hurts, especially when it hurts. It was very strange. I said, sir, with all due respect, get the fuck out of my bed. <laughs> he was shirtless too. But the crazy thing, he, he didn't have on a shirt, but he still had the diamond tie pin on, sparkling. It was strange. He said, you gotta keep your promises to yourself first. So I got up. I put on my running shoes. I drove to Michigan State University, went to their track, and I started running. Four times around the track was one mile. My motivation was high from the message, how to be motivated all the time, the adrenaline, the typing, that voice in my head. Even if it hurts, especially when it hurts. I ran around the track 43 times, over 10 miles. The only reason I stopped is because I was on the track alone. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was correctly hydrated and I did feel a little faint. I didn't want to end up falling out on the track, someone finding me the following morning all white mouth, dehydrated, with an old face. <laughs> I wised up and went home. But in my mind, I thought, I just ran 10 miles. Fuck it, I'm going to run a marathon. I didn't say fuck it, though. I said, gosh darn it, like every good Christian in the 90s. Um, you notice now that even so-called good Christians can cuss and even drink is wild. But that's a side note. The Chicago Marathon. I decided to run in Chicago because I love Chicago. I didn't want to run in Detroit, even though I love Detroit. Part of the appeal of running marathons is running them in different locations. Ask any alien-looking regular marathon runner you know. They'll tell you traveling to run is the fun of it. My marathon training was terrible. It consisted mostly of shorter runs. Any longer runs were based on my motivation that day and having a little extra time that day. So I mostly stuck with my regular three mile runs instead of running 10 miles, 12 miles, the 15 miles it takes to train for a 26.2 mile marathon. When the time for the Chicago marathon came about, I couldn't go. My church had another special guest minister coming that weekend, Creflo Dollar or somebody with a, another diamond tie pin. All the ushers were scheduled to be on duty for all services to enact uncomfortable sanctified standards upon all parishioners, especially new guests. We need you to stand right now and everybody's going to stare at you and we're all going to see. <laughs> and here's a lap cloth. You know, your thighs are thick. I looked for another marathon the following weekend. And there was a marathon happening every week. I think it's some religious cult behavior happening with these marathons. Maybe sex groups swinging. I don't know. It's something bigger than just running. I have suspicions. But that's on another note. I found the Columbus Marathon. 
I signed up, paid my fee. After missing the Chicago Marathon because of the special event at church, Jesse Duplantis or, or somebody else with a diamond type pen, I, I packed up my car, water bottle, shorts, tank top, track suit, running shoes, and my mom. Yeah, I took my mom to my first marathon. It's like this. Wherever I go, anywhere special, I think of my mom. And my mom being there will ensure that I don't get lured into any crazy marathon cult orgy activities. I know something more is going on in the running with these alien-like people. I know it. We drove from Detroit to Columbus. Short drive. And the marathon was going to happen the next day. Columbus is actually pretty nice. At least the area we were in. As soon as we got to Columbus, I checked into the hotel. I unloaded everything, including my mom. And I left to make it to the marathon orientation for a pre-race spaghetti dinner. There was a lot of old-faced people slurping down pasta. Kind of disgusting. But I, I joined in too. I'm all in. I'm just not doing the high stamina, alien sex weirdness that's going to go on, but I'm running the marathon. I went back to the hotel afterwards to rest, hang out with my mom for a little bit, and get a good night's sleep. Next day was race day. I got a late start the day of the race, so I darted out of the hotel to make it to the starting location in time to run. I'll be back, Ma. A few things I wasn't informed about or I didn't pay attention to. Even though it was cold, this was in October, but when I start running, my body temperature would rise very quickly. And as the day continued, did it get warmer and warmer? So I didn't need the full tracksuit that I was wearing. Also, maybe I only trained for a half marathon. I didn't know you can cut it in half like that, honestly. Also... The starting location and the ending location may not be the exact same location. I parked in the first open space I found and actually ran to the starting line to start on time. So when they shot the gun to start running, I was already tired. Mile three. I was burning up in a Nike tracksuit. I took the whole suit off. Thank goodness I had shorts and a tank top underneath or I'd have been running in jockey underwear shirtless holding a paper number in my hand. I just threw the suit to the side of the road, a donation to somebody. Mile 10. This was the gist of my training. If I was training for a 10-mile run, I won. I would have done a half marathon at a good pace with good energy if I knew there was a such thing as half marathons. Everything after mile 10 was total willpower with Peter J. Daniels screaming in my ear. Even if it hurts, especially when Mile it hurts. 15. I saw the people who were done after their half marathon and I was extremely jealous. I was deaf, running. My calves and thighs were cramping. I started to run, walk, hobble, Walk, walk, crawl, mile 20. At this point, I was running in the afterlife. I didn't understand how I was still standing, much less moving. How the fuck did Oprah do one of these? 
I know I'm in better shape than Oprah. Mile 25. My legs were numb. I had moved past cramping calves and thighs to a paralyzed automaton. I'm from Detroit, and I was moving forward like RoboCop. I was a zombie that had been bitten by a Peter J. Daniels sermon. Your word should be your bond, even if it hurts, especially when it hurts. I have to finish what I started to keep my promise to myself. I must keep my promise to myself. The finish line. On the last mile, I could see the marathon staff and volunteers were beginning to wrap up everything, folding up tables and putting away materials and rolling up signs. I did see one sign that was left behind, leaned against a tree. It said, finish strong. It inspired me to run the last mile past the finish line. Well, hobble the last mile, let me be honest. Many old-faced aliens were still waiting at the finish line. They were so welcoming. Everyone was smiling and clapping. They put a medal around my neck. It was all hugs. They invited me into the fold. These were my people. I still didn't want any parts of the alien sex cult stuff, but all in all, these were really good people. I did it. I kept my promise to myself. Okay, where did I park? Hello. Hey, Mama Dears. Hi, Shannon. How are you? Goody, goody, two shoes. Nothing like hearing your voice. You remember uh, coming to the marathon with me when I had to run that marathon? I sure do. How could I forget? We were in Columbus, Ohio at a little uh, one of those uh, malls. The whole reason I brought you was so you could kind of watch me after the marathon because they say you need somebody to kind of watch you, make sure that you, uh, you know, don't have cardiac arrest or something like that. I didn't didn't know. I didn't know that's what I was supposed to be there for. Cause I came. I thought I was going on a little variety trip for myself. Because when I came back from the marathon, I, first I couldn't find my car. I couldn't find my I, in the marathon, and I couldn't find my car because it wasn't. It didn't end where I started, and I had ran to get there. So I get. I finally find my car. The people which, helped me find my car. Which took forever. Which yeah. took forever. Yeah, yeah. They they helped me find my car. Find my car. <laughs> <laughs> and I get back to the hotel and I'm exhausted. <laughs> and where where were you, ma? <laughs> I was out. <laughs> I was literally out shopping, having a ball. <laughs> I was having a ball. I'm in the, I'm, having I'm, a ball. To be honest, I I, I forgot it wasn't you was there for Reddit. <laughs> I was no. out there shopping, and oh, that mall was nice. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice mall. Oh gosh, that was the funniest thing in the world. And then I realized I had to. I was. I should have helped more. <laughs> uh, he was all right. He was all right. I, I know. But right. that was a great. That was a great weekend, though. No, it was. I love you more. I love you more, babe. <laughs> all right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. This episode was produced by me, Shannon Kaysen. 
Make sure you subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Get me to a thousand reviews. I'm real close. Subscribe to Shannon Kaysen on YouTube and follow at Shannon Kaysen on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all the social media. There's more and more stories there. I've been working to keep up on the social media thing. Consider supporting the stories on patreon.com backslash Shannon Kaysen. Cash app, I'm dollar sign Shannon Kaysen. Or whatever way works best for you. I appreciate you. And for more information on workshops and speaking engagements, go to ShannonKaysen.com. Come back soon for more and more stories. I'll be back. Mm, mm, mm. Now that's homemade.